we can't just like start because we have different microphones. I we know. need to wait for both of us to be seated. I need to be here now. Our hands are free. Oh my we God. We can gesticulate. We can touch each other. That's Well, we don't need to touch each other. <laughs> Let's be serious. What if there's a moment where we're like, we need to hug. Like, what if I get really emotional and I start to cry? You can and hug like, yourself. You can <laughs> hug me. They're, I feel like babies learn to self-soothe early and I think that'd be good for you. I think about the number, I can count the number of times you've hugged me on one hand. <laughs> <laughs> the day Is my that, grandfather died. I did hug you then. Um, the day someone broke up with me. Uh, and which, another time. Which one? The, mo- the recent one? The recent. Okay, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you were not. And another time you hugged me. All right. Yeah. That's great. I mean, it's not, well, I mean, this is both ways. It's not like you've hugged me more often. Oh, but, but I've wanted to, baby. Well, sweetie, it hasn't happened, so it doesn't count. <laughs> Almost doesn't count as Brandy told us back in the day. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Zuge Matt's podcast. It's Matt Palmer. And it's Matt Steele. And welcome back. Another week. Another week. The Oscars still haven't happened. They somehow. still haven't happened. Everyone on film Twitter <laughs> is so exhausted. They're I mean, just like, this needs to end now because just the discourse surrounding every single solitary possible topic you can possibly discuss has just become so exhausting. We all want to die. But I you know mean, what? We only have one more week to go. It's coming. That's the thing. And the thing is, I mean, we'll get into it, I think, but I feel like Every week, or there's some little new thing about the Oscars that upsets people or makes people happy or like, or I don't know. confuses people. I just, I do, just to quote Keisha Cole, I just want it to be over. <laughs> I just yes. want us to know who's won. I want the ceremony to do what it's going to do. I want to see if cutting those categories improves ratings, which I'm sure it won't. And then we can just stop talking about it. <laughs> That's my dream. That's yeah, my dream. I mean, I, you, you've seen me like the night after an Oscar ceremony and mm. I'm just like, I need to go to bed. I am so <laughs> tired. I'm just like emotionally drained. All I've eaten the entire day are like uh, tortilla chips like right. because I'm just sitting in front of a bowl of snacks the entire <laughs> and since like noon and just eating and eating and eating and then stress happens and then I'm like, I need to go to bed. Hey. But we usually have to record a two-game at something so th- in that time. Also, if you're on Twitch, this Twitch stream will just start whenever the Oscars finish. So yeah. it won't be right at 6.30 because LA time, it'll still be going on. But uh, Matt Steele, yes. how are you? I am so tired. Are you? What happened? Oh, well, I've been working, you know, the production job. Uh-huh. This past week, it was very exhausting. Only one more week to go. And then I yes. then I have to like fly off to Baltimore for a wedding. Yeah. And then I'm like flying back the day of the Oscars. And everything. So I'm just like not looking forward to the week ahead of me because I know it's going to be so exhausting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I am very tired. But mm-hmm. I did have time to do some things. Um, I finished season one of Big Brother Canada. Oh, how do you feel about it? That finale was the most wild finale on the planet. The most uncomfortable finale. More uncomfortable than Big Brother 21 in USA. Just so uncomfortable because... I, I, I if you don't want spoilers, skip ahead. But let me just say that someone in the final jury voted for the opposite person they intended to vote for. By accident? By accident, yes. And it was a thing. No. And the person who 
the person who won won by one vote. No. I know, but honestly, the person who won was the person who I would have voted for <laughs> myself. So you weren't too upset. So, like, that person and I both benefited from the situation. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was just very uncomfortable. Sounds uh, intense. It was very fun. Uh, and I had seen it happen, like, when it happened, like, years ago on, in, like, 2013. They mm. shared it on Twitter, and I was like, this seems fake to me. But after watching the whole season, I'm like, you know what? This seems real. Wow. I had completely forgotten it had happened um, until I watched it. And I was like, oh, yeah. Um, and what else did I do? I went to Pasadena Playhouse yesterday. And my friend is like a donor at Pasadena Playhouse. And so she got like a free invite to see the one of the tech rehearsals for um, a play called Anne starring Holland Taylor. Mm, wow. So we didn't see like a run of the show, but we mm-hmm. saw them like working the set and like making sure it like moved correctly right. and everything. And Holland Taylor came out and like, there was a little bit of a, a Q and a and everything. Oh, so that's that, cool. that was very fun and very nice. And, and yeah, and uh, I, I'm just, it's just been a week of exhaustion. All right. Yes. Well, I'm glad you made it. Thank you. Um, I think I had a similar week of exhaustion. I was on one of those loops when you sleep and I just kept waking up at like 7 a.m. every day, which is like. Every day. Every day. Like it happened even on Saturday. I woke up like this. Why? And I, just, I don't know. Like sometimes I get in these bad sleep rhythm, sleep patterns. And so that was not fun. Uh, but so last night I did something that I did back at way at the beginning of this podcast. You know what I did? What? Took a wall sleep. Z, oh, the Walgreens version of Z Quill, I guess. So it was just like we're sleeping tonight, girl. Okay, it's, like, it's not up for debate. I went to bed. I slept very well. Woke up eight and a half hours later. But I still, you know that feeling when you've taken a sleeping pill when you like, I feel like I've been throughout the day just kind of like on the edge of consciousness. Okay. But still just very much groggy. But I was like, no, I'm getting stuff done today. I did a lot of like housework. I did my laundry. I was like, I'm not going to let this day go to waste. And so I did what I could do. But am I excited to get back into bed after this? Yes. Yes. Good for you. You know, I am because I'm so exhausted like all day and it's just hitting me, especially because I know there's going to be an exhausting week ahead. Mm -hmm. Like whenever I'm exhausted like this, I'm always like on the brink of tears. Like even at this moment, I am like, I could cry at the drop of a hat. Really? I hope we don't talk about anything too sad on the podcast. Don't worry. I'm I'm feeling, I'm not feeling sad or anything. It's just, I'm so tired and I'm just like, Mm. (laughs) (laughs) like I could just, if I could, could just like whimper throughout this entire podcast it would make me feel better I, but i won't because we got to give the people a show and i don't think people want to hear that in their ears as they're like yes. going to work so i think exactly. it's kind of you not to do that thank you but in on the car ride home i will be sitting there like <laughs> just because like that sort of like feeling makes your body feel better i get it you know i get it as i learned in voice and speech class mm. in when i got my bfa, oh, BFA. In, in musical theater i didn't realize you that. know sometimes just a huh just makes you feel better Right. All right. And people think I'm weird because I'll walk around and just go, huh. I mean, that's tough. (laughs) And and people will be like, you sigh a lot. And I'm like, it's it's a surprising sound. And it's like louder than you think a sigh is going to be. So I realize I can see why it could take someone aback. Yes, I am trained for the stage. Well, yes. (laughs) You're always playing to the back of the house, (laughs) even on film. Um, So should we jump into the news for idiots? Let's go in right now. All right. So let's see. So, okay. I heard a rumor. Mm-hmm. That the Producers Guild Awards occurred. Yes. This uh, past week. It was yesterday. Oh, great. Saturday. <laughs> yes. And were there any surprising winners? Yes. Yes. So we have a new Best Picture frontrunner. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, so now a lot of people are predicting that Coda will win Best Picture because yeah. Coda won the PGA Award. Um, it 
uh, won the SAG Award, so it's doing very, very well with the guilds. Today it won the Writers Guild Award, wow. but it wasn't up against Power the because Power the Dog I think wasn't. Um, eligible for the Writers Guild Awards because mm. Writers Guild always has like weird eligibility requirements for the WGA Awards. Right. Um, but yeah, it won the PGA Awards. So the producers in the PGA like CODA and that is the only other um, uh, ballot in pre like in one of the precursor awards that yeah. is preferential voting like the Oscars. Really? Now it's very, very strange because CODA if it wins Best Picture at the Oscars, will be the first Best Picture winner with three or less nominations. It's only nominated mm. for picture, screenplay, and supporting actor. Okay. The last time a uh, movie won Best Picture with only three nominations was Grand Hotel, which was 1932. Stop. I know. Like, the Oscars, like, barely existed God. then. Like, they did not have a program, essentially. Um, so, yeah, that'll be a, a big... Thing. I, th- I think people are I, the thing is it's peaking like at the right time which mm-hmm. is so interesting because the movie I think it came out before it was the first one to come out of all right. the nominees I think it came out in like August I don't know um, and so it's been out for a while but it's just really hitting its stride with publicity with PR Jeez. Apple Apple TV is really campaigning their hearts mm. out and I bet Netflix is so <laughs> frustrated because Netflix is has Power been, the Dog on Netflix Power the Dog is mm. Netflix and so people were like wow this is going to be the first time a streaming distributed film is going to win Best Picture finally and of course it's going to be Netflix and it's going to be the Power of the Dog which is so interesting because like Power of the Dog a lot of people were very anti a um, streaming platform winning Best Picture mm-hmm. because they're like well no but this is cinema it should be the big screen and everything And but the Power of the Dog is so cinematic and everything and the fact that it's it could possibly lose to another streaming platform for a movie that some people criticize as being slightly made for TV movie ish <laughs> is really kind of funny. Uh, I, 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 th- I think it's better than like a made for TV, yes. but like, you know, like it's, so I think that's very funny. Um, uh, I mean, as I mentioned last week, I saw Coda. I think it is lovely. I think I thought it was surprising that it was in the Oscar conversation at all. No shade. Honestly, I just feel like it wasn't the kind of movie that usually gets those big Oscar nominations, at mm. least this, you know, since I've been paying any attention to them. And the fact that it's now the front runner is shocking. Yeah, to me. This happens every like couple of years. Like voters kind of tend to be like, you know what? I just want the movie that makes me feel good. The mm. movie that makes me cry. The movie that, you know, emotionally impacts me. You know, I mean, um, like Green Book won over Roma for 2018. Right. The King's Speech won over the social oh, network. What for- an awful movie. The King's Speech is lovely. I hate the King's Speech. Oh, the King's Speech, speech is very it is good. It's so think. boring. Nothing happens. And it's like, and then he did it. I mean, it's <laughs> like, boo. I, I mean, it's hey. no, it's no, the social network. Oh, yes. The I social mean, network was amazing. Yeah. The amazing. social network is. Yeah. Um, but I know I, I like the Kings. I think King's Speech was like that. my second or third favorite mm. a movie of those nominees. Um, but yeah. So film Twitter is very exhausted. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're just like, wait, 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 which award show did Jane Campion, who we just shouted out and we're so excited about last week, get on stage and like, make weird comparisons to Venus and Serena <laughs> just because they were sitting in front. Was that the director's? No, that awards? was, no, that was, um, the critics choice critics awards choice awards. Yeah. So if you could explain what happened, I'm sure you know better than me. Like <laughs> she gets on stage and what is she, does she just like talking off the cuff? And this is why she says what she says. I mean, it's very off the cuff and I imagine she will not be as off the cuff for any more of her she speeches. Should not be. Um, so she went up there, she won best director. Everyone was very excited. And I guess she sees Venus and Serena in front of her. And, and she says, because they're there for King Richard because right. they produced it. And she was like, Oh, Venus and Serena, you girls are wonders, but you haven't had to deal with to like play against or deal with the men like I've had to. 
And so like the people in the room were kind of just like, oh, you know. Um, but then people thought about it and they were like, huh, I have questions. It was a very interestingly worded phrase that was uh, off the cuff and everything. Poorly worded. Horribly oh, worded. Yeah, very it's just like not you, well you know worded. hasn't dealt with misogyny their entire careers. Venus and Serena Williams. <laughs> I, I understand the point that she was trying to make. However, it's like, I, I think the joke could have used some editing. Just um, don't go on stage and just ad lib, ma'am. Like, we were so rooting for you from what you said on the red carpet, which apparently she had said previously in other outlets, so she had practiced that material. Let's not do off the cuff, Jane. Like, I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you and this is what you give us hated it hated it like girl shut up and you know she she apologized right away she was like oh i'm sorry for my you know thoughtless comments i would never want to diminish the accomplishments of venus and serena williams because you can't diminish the accomplishments of them Mm. they're like objectively like two of the most amazing athletes who have ever lived um and so so yeah it was it was not a great moment but you know, hated it. <laughs> hated it. You're being very nice. I hated it. It was awful. You know, it's, I, I'm just like, you know, she apologized. I imagine she understands, you know. Yes. So sure. OK. <laughs> um, we were talking about this beforehand. But if you just got are getting here, uh, Rachel Ziegler has confirmed that she was not invited to the Oscars. Someone uh, wrote on her Instagram and was like, can't wait to see what you'll be wearing on Oscar night. And she responded, I don't know, y'all have tried it all, but it doesn't seem to be happening. I will root for West Side Story from my couch and be proud of the work we so tirelessly did three years ago. I hope some last-minute miracle occurs and I can celebrate our film in person. But hey, that's how it goes sometimes, I guess. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, wait. (laughs) She's like the lead of this movie nominated for Best Picture and she's not invited? That's really disappointing and upsetting. I mean, I imagine a lot of it has to do with uh, COVID protocol. Mm. I think like only two-thirds of capacity for the theater are invited this year, Mm. which is a lot lot more than last year. Um, But like last year, I think it was just nominees and their plus ones allowed. Mm. Um, But uh, this year, there are going to be fewer people. But the people who decide um, who get who comes essentially who gets a ticket essentially are the yeah. production companies mm. so instead of like blaming the Oscars people are kind of like oh no we should be talking to um, 20th Century Films which is owned by Disney okay. um, because they are the ones who sort of finagle like oh these leads are going the like these actors are going like this blah 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 um, they sort of finagle things with like plus ones you don't think Ansel um, Elgort is going do you I don't know that would be crazy because but, he's obviously embroiled in all of this drama and he has not been a part of the press tour at all Mm -hmm. because of all of the accusations against him and having him there and not her would be such a bad luck whoever is making these decisions yeah it would be it would be very very weird i Mm. but the thing is like disney since disney owns 20th century films which can and they can like determine who from west side story goes to the oscars Mm. i would imagine they would want rachel to be there because rachel is going to be their snow white absolutely so you imagine disney would be like no 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 let's get her there so she can be on people's radars more but hey she did the smart thing and posted it on Twitter and Instagram so to wow. so the public can be like, this is unfair. I mean and hey maybe it'll work. Pressure sometimes works. Guys. It really does. It, it certainly hasn't been working for uh getting those uh eight categories. <laughs> uh and then I also live. read something that uh isn't 
the we don't talk about Bruno going to be performed as well as Dos Oruguitas yes. from Encanto, even though we can talk about Bruno was not nominated because it wasn't submitted. But like, how did the people in the eight categories beforehand who got completely cut feel about another musical performance from a song that's not even nominated? How must they feel? I truly don't know how they feel. Like, I, like I feel so bad, and that's I mean, awful. like like the whole industry is like very mad about it. But the, those producers and like I guess ABC, I don't know who is yeah. just like they're really sticking to their guns with this and it's just like Jesus God the annoying thing is though ratings are going to be up from last year Mm. because last year the ratings were so low because COVID people didn't see the movies like ratings for everything they were low very low last year totally and so they're going to be up this year at least a little bit and so you know they'll probably be like oh the ratings were up though. Hey, and but so, did you see Jessica Chastain's like I'm not going to walk the red carpet if it means I'm going to miss the it was the hair and makeup category? Yeah, well she'll probably walk the red carpet but just like early and she probably mm. won't do as much press. Good for um, her. I know because she said well because she, the makeup she was so close with the makeup team because they really like helped that performance so much because totally. they made her look so good as Tammy Faye. Um and so you'd like, say she's the front runner at the I moment, would say right? she's the front runner okay. now. And so she's like no, like I'm going to support the team that supported my performance and supported mm. my movie cuz she was a producer of the movie and Jessica Chastain's so great. I feel she like she's great. I feel like she's always on the right side of things. <laughs> I know. Like, I feel like if she's doing it, we all should be doing it. Yeah, she so, should write Jane Campion's speeches. Oh anyone else should write those goddamn speeches. Uh because that was so bad. Um this is unrelated, but Maury got canceled. I know. I <laughs> just saw that. 31 years on air. I, I I just saw that it was ending after 31 years. I didn't know that it got canceled. I just assumed he was like, I am tired. Canceled. And I guess people aren't watching it. And it's one of those things where like I, of course, I'm not watching Maury. Like, I'm not going to sit down and watch an episode of Maury. But I liked knowing it was there. I liked mm. knowing it was on. It just made me feel like, oh, this one thing that we've always had is still a tent pole in someone's life out there, even if it's not mine. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, those, I mean, I will never forget. I believe there was an episode where someone was afraid of balloons. <laughs> and then someone's coming out with the balloons and like they run in the back. And like, I mean, not to make fun of anyone's fears. It was very funny. Oh, I kind of... <laughs> you know, like stuff like that I mean, sticks with you. The height of daytime talk shows, that was just the best time to be alive. Mm. Like, because the topics were just out of this world, including I am afraid of balloons. Let's bring <laughs> on a bunch of balloons. I can't. Um, yeah, it's very sad. I, I mean, it's... The fact that it has lasted this long, it has out-survived everything. It's out-survived. Jerry Springer's not on. Like, Mm-mm. the like the Ricky Lake, Sally, Jesse Raphael, Jenny oh, Jones. Ricky like, Lake was my girl, too. Oh, Sally was my girl. Oh. Um, but uh, they were all my girls, honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah, Maury, like, out-survived all of them. And it's like, good for her. And I mean, even the thing, something as recently as the Little Nas X Maury show. I, yeah, that was very Did recent. you watch that whole thing? I did. Oh, it was crazy. It was so good. He's so funny. I think mean, he's Amazing. back on social media this week. You see. I saw that, he yeah. Was, he was off for, like, four months and said something like oh none of you ever heard of maternity break and I was like okay that's funny <laughs> he's just a funny guy he was out there showing his new abs and uh, showing his new song oh my god uh, and then uh, speaking of daytime Wendy Williams has called into I believe Good Morning America and spoke out about the ending of her show and she is saying that she is going to be back and that the end of her show is not the end of her career on daytime television. She says, give me about three months. There are private things that I have to deal with. Uh, then I'll be ready to come back and be free and ready to do my thing. She kind of, I listened to the whole interview and she kind of was trying to explain without like going into too much detail about the Wells Fargo of it all. Like she, for a moment there, didn't have access to her funds. What? Yes. And they were there was a rumor that she was, some people, I don't know, in her camp or 
involved with Wells Fargo were trying to get a conservatorship for her. Like, they are saying she is mentally unwell. She sounded very lucid on the phone. There was obviously no video, but she sounded more together than I was expecting. I didn't know what to expect. And I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to believe. I don't know what's going on. I hope everyone is okay and healthy and happy. But she sounded more confident and together than I was initially expecting her to sound in her first post, you know, show-ending interview. Jeez. Man, oh, man. People, I mean, I feel like the whole conservatorship thing is going to be going down post-Britney. Like, you're not going to be able to do that to women uh, in positions of power anymore after there's just been too many eyes and everyone knows that it's such a problem now you know what I mean like yeah. I think Amanda Bynes is trying has filed to get out of her conservatorship so I don't know I, I wish the best for Wendy yeah. she's said some mean stuff but she's good at her job who hasn't said mean things <laughs> I'm always nice yeah you know. I'm okay. just kindness personified as they say <laughs> um, and Charlie XCX I gotta talk about it because the people were excited she released her album Crash, uh, which I have not yet listened to. I don't believe you've listened to it either. But she got critical acclaim. I believe she got an eight on Pitchfork, which, like, we don't trust Pitchfork and the white men there. But basically, if you go on Metacritic, it has a meta score of 81. They're saying it's amazing. And I'm just like, from the outside looking in, those Charlie stands were talking so much shit about her initial singles, like Baby and uh, I believe the song Beg for You with Rina Sawayama. I feel like I just was seeing a lot of anti-Charlie stuff until the full album came out and then they're like oh Charlie Queen we always believed in you and it's like like, did you? Did you always believe Evidence in Evidence proves otherwise. I mean. I haven't heard any of the singles. Are they? Do you like them? Do you I've like only them? heard, like, the Beg For You with Rena is great. Um, okay. But I've only heard Baby, like, once. And it was cute. I'm curious. I'm interested in listening to the album. I think that's a possible 2 gay Matt's topic. If we put out a reaction review of Charlie's album, y'all better watch it. Because people, you know, say they want us to listen to more Charlie. And we just might. I mean, the Charlie stands go hard. They do. So, like, and they're kind of aggressive. Like, when we put yes. out that review of her one album, which was a Patreon, uh, patron request video. Yeah. Um, um, they were just like angry like what do you mean you haven't heard any of her other albums it's like you clearly know nothing about her and it's I like know. guys, it's like, guys we're yes, doing our best we're learning <laughs> we can't be experts on everyone yes. alright Mariah and Carol respectively take up a lot of our brain power I always think about like how much of my brain space is taken up by like lyrics of songs oh it's gotta be a lot yeah definitely right. it's just something that keeps me but up you, at night if lyrics are gonna uh, take uh, over your brain it might as well be Mariah lyrics I mean they are beautiful I was listening today was the 24th anniversary of The Roof back in time being a single which by the way the song was called The Roof when the album was released and we're all pretending that it was always called The Roof back in time it was not but I've never heard the <laughs> phrase back in time <laughs> if you go on Spotify now it has been renamed The Roof back in time in parentheses and I'm like this is not canon that's fake like, news they, fake news is, I, I don't say that phrase but oh, I agree <laughs> Um, and other things I care about and Matt Steele doesn't care as much about. Okay. Vanderpump Rules, Tom and Katie, which, I mean, you watched the first season of Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, sure. They have announced their separation. They were together for 12 years. They were married, I believe, for five or six. It seems like uh, there was, I mean, according to Katie's podcast, which I listened to for the first time, <laughs> which, by the way, I was like, oh, you guys have about as many, like, she has about as many ratings as we do, and, like, you are on a national television show, but whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm sure people will listen to this when it basically is like, this is the worst week of my life, and she talks about, like, we just grew apart, like, we're still living in the same house at the oh. moment, which I'm like, ooh, you can, gotta fix that, but they want to maintain the friendship of it all. I just, 
I am sad. It really did weirdly make me sad because I was like, oh, we've watched them go through a lot of stuff and like maybe it could have turned around and been okay. It was like how you felt about John and Kate. Oh, devastating. <laughs> it was just a sad moment to see. Um, don't but- don't say it. I'm on the verge of tears. I just <laughs> oh, I, I just I told forgot. you I'm on the verge of tears I all day. I forgot about the verge of tears. I didn't mean Please to. Please do not bring up. This is very <laughs> triggering. Thank you. I don't mean for you to be The triggered. John and Kate divorce ruined my life. Hey, great <laughs> episode of television though, which is also to say until... This announcement and things about like that happened at the reunion, I would have said, kill the show. It's over. No reason to have Vanderpump rules on our televisions anymore. Let's just go. Let it go. Oh. But if James and Raquel split up, if Lala and Randall split up, and Katie and Tom split up. I mean, if there's a v- divorce happening, you're watching. I mean, just like, get, get those cameras up. Like, <laughs> it's just, I, they both need jobs. These are not people with, like, b- booming careers outside of the show. So... I feel like the people, myself included, want to see, you know, not even like, I mean, maybe in a little bit of a voyeuristic kind of way, but like, this is the real life drama that makes reality shows Reality great. TV is voyeuristic. I, like, yes, that's the whole point. but it's point. about the drama and the reason Vanderpump Rules stopped working because it was like, we're going to play pickleball for 30 minutes. It's like, bitch, I don't want to see that. Mm-mm. But I would want to see them dealing with the real changes in, in their lives and what's going on with them because I think that is important. I think it's interesting. Yeah. So... And- Honestly, it's what they signed up for. It is. Like, and I feel like even if it's the last season, the next season, that would end it on an even 10 seasons of the show, which is like wild that there would have been 10. But I wouldn't be mad if it got canceled, but I think there's an argument now for it not being canceled. So we shall see. We shall see. We'll, we'll see and we'll pray on it. We will. <laughs> um, is there any other news for idiots I didn't talk about? I truly have the, no idea. The BAFTAs know- were supposedly a super spreader event. Apparently, right? yeah. <laughs> that sucks. God. That's my feelings on super spreader events. That sucks. I am mean, so worried about the Oscars. I hope like all the nominees can go. Mm. Like I hope like no one, I hope there's, you know, there are no nominees that like test you know, positive and right. not be able to go to the Oscars. Like that's really upsetting. That would be bad. Oh, and also there are going to be two bachelorettes. For some reason, the bachelor finished this season. The Colt, uh, Colton Clayton was a disaster. He was horrible. He ended up with the girl he wanted, but was so horrible. Like dumped to the two other finalists at the same time in the same room. Oh, <laughs> horrible. But those two dumpies are now going to be the bachelorettes. It starts in June or July or something. So I'm excited about that. Uh, but I think that's about it. Should we take a little break? Let's take a break. I, I'm fried. I need a breather. We're going to take a little <laughs> break and be back with more Two Gay Mats, the podcast. We are now going on to Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com to spell T-W-O. Or you can comment if you are watching this on YouTube. Ask us a question there. Uh, so first question comes to us from Haley. Haley says, email, Hi, Haley. email my heart, live music. Hey, boys, I recently found your podcast off of TikTok and fell in love while listening. I was wondering, we, she found us on TikTok. I, I literally, when I read that, I was like, fuck, I have to make more TikToks, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we are so young and cool, yes. Um, I was wondering, since we are approaching summertime and more live music, what is your favorite artist slash band that you have seen live? Mine is definitely Lizzo. Are there any artists or albums that you are looking forward to seeing live? Thanks so much. Love you both. I mean, for me, it's obviously Beyonce. Like, uh, Mariah, I love in general. I love hearing her. I love being there. But, like, when we're talking about who's putting on a show, I the my biggest regrets in life are there are Beyonce tours I did not go to. Mm. Like, because every time I see, like, clips of the Formation World Tour or just, like, the tours I didn't make it to, I'm like, why wasn't I there? I, I needed to be there. I that. think I'm, like, very sad that I have never seen You've Beyonce. You've never seen Beyonce? Like, I've never seen her. It's 
an out-of-body experience, like, what she does on stage, her ability. Like, honestly, her breath control, which is, like, a boring thing to be impressed by. But she's, like, doing backflips. The stage is swallowing her whole, and she's still perfectly on pitch. Uh, And it's not like she's lipping. She's probably doing a little bit of mixing and something, but, like, she's really singing up there. I, she's Un- she is a wonder. Like I, I don't know how she does it. I mean, you see the lemonade uh, d- or the um, uh, Beachella. Um, mm. What's it called again? <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Coachella performance. The yeah. Coachella performance. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But what's Homecoming. the documentary called? Homecoming. Homecoming. Yes. And you see her going through all of that and like giving the notes and everything and how hard she had to work right. to get her body back in shape after giving birth to twins. <laughs> and that's also and you're the just thing. Like, God, is she's always making every performance every concert a unique experience it's not just like okay we did crazy in love like this let's throw it back in i'll do the same choreo she's like no i'll find a different song to mix with crazy in love just because we want to make this specific we want the entire show to have its own theme its own lane it's just oh yeah unbelievable the attention to detail is just like what i strive for so much and just her frustration with like not (laughs) like that attention to detail like not coming to fruition as soon as she would like right i'm just like i i empathize (laughs) I you hear you, empathize. like, because when you have that vision, you're just like, I want it. Um, best person I've ever seen live, picture it. <laughs> Princeton, New Jersey, 2004. Oh, gosh. Teenage Matt Steele. All right. In the theater with a bunch of other very, very older people. <laughs> <laughs> very, Matt Steele, very older people. Matt Steele and his brother next to him in 2004 seeing Carol Channing live. Just her and a piano. And she... At one point, dra- dra- like dragged her husband out, I'm and it was amazing. I remember. Did I know you'd seen Carol Channing live? I don't know that I did. I've told you how I've seen her live at the McCarthy Theater in 2004. How was she? Uh, the greatest performer <laughs> who's ever lived. That's how she was. She literally just sat there. I don't even know if the concert had a, like a timeline, if there was a schedule, if there was a syllabus, uh, syllabus, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever you would call it, because she just sat there and stood there and like went and told her jokes, wow. told her stories. So many of the stories, we were all just like, wait, wait, what is she talking about? But they were just so brilliantly told. It was like, who cares? Her comedic timing is so, so 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 good it was the audience was rolling in the aisles the entire time wow. she was just so with it and and the amazing thing was like her stories you know would go in and out and like she you know had trouble staying on topic because mm. she rambled like is that where you got like, I was going to say is that oh, where you got it from absolutely that's where i got it the, like it's like her soul went into mine it's, at that concert and and that is why i am like I am today. It's all coming um, together for me. But whenever she would perform like a song or she performs the monologue before uh, before the parade passes by from Hello Dolly mm. on it, like <laughs> knew every word, right. every emotional beat crystal clear. It was just like ingrained in her body. And then she would go off the cuff again and you'd be like, <laughs> oh, OK. Um, it, it was just the best night ever i love it yeah i love that you saw her oh my god good for she you was, she was amazing good for you all right the next question comes to us from austin hey austin uh, austin Marlo? austin yeah oh, hey austin hey, we're austin, talking to you now we're talking to him on twitch <laughs> um austin says podcast question or topic yeah hello your favorite austin from philadelphia here Oh, do you say water as well, Austin? Let me know. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask what your thoughts on the rise of copyright laws against mainly pop songs. Mm. Ever since the lawsuits against Dark Horse and Uptown Funk, any song with a slight similarity seems to end up in court, uh, including this week's two lawsuits against Dua Lipa's Levitating. Yeah. Uh, let me know what you both think. Katie actually just won her appeal for her aforementioned lawsuit, so perhaps things are shifting. P.S. 
Shortbread cookies are excellent. Yes, tell them, Austin. I'm glad we're never going to not be talking about shortbread cookies here. But um, I am actually completely with you. I believe it started when Robin Thicke lost that Blurred Lines lawsuit to Marvin Gaye's estate. And this is from an interview or like something where it was talking about how Blurred Lines was just inspired by a Marvin Gaye song, even though there were not sonically to me enough similarities to make like this lawsuit makes sense but since they won it's such a get rich quick scheme for people who Mm. are like going at just like wanting to go after people and like take money out of their pockets and sometimes obviously these things are very real like whatever that no scrubs thing ed sheeran he and candy worked it out everybody's happy but sometimes it's just like you're just trying to make something out of nothing. And I, I feel like this has happened all the time. Like Mariah writes in her book how she got sued for Hero and all this stuff. Like it's something that is common practice in the music industry. But I feel like it's gone to another level of like ridiculous. And I just feel like people don't understand that like you can't copyright a chord progression. There's so many chord progressions are the exact same. There's like eight chord progressions that pop songs have. Yeah. And like it's like, oh, well, it has the same vibe, the same spirit. Like these are not things, if it's not the melody and like or a lyrics, you can't say this is the same. Everyone's inspired by everything. I just feel like people take it too far with that kind of stuff. It's and- really Bugs me. And it's gotten to the point where didn't didn't um, Olivia Rodrigo like two of her songs on Sour? Yes. She just like automatically put these yes. songwriters on as included. I mean, included. And like, we love her, including Taylor Swift, including Taylor Swift for um one step forward. Uh, no, 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 no. That was a sample that they planned on when they wrote the song. Oh, this is for um. Deja vu. Oh, deja vu. The bridge and deja vu. That's right. That's what it was. There's yelling in the background, which Olivia on record, I guess you just can never say what you're inspired by. On record was like, oh, this is inspired by Cruel Summer by Taylor. And then Taylor's suddenly on the people who wrote the song. It just is like you. But when you were in the studio with Cruel Summer, you were inspired by someone. You just were savvy enough to know not to tell anybody. Yeah. It just is like every everything is inspired by something. It's just how it. It's just how the world works. Yeah. It just, yeah, it it bugs me. This whole thing bugs me. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, all right. So Matt Steele. Yes. I have a question for you. Yes. What has been giving you moments, darling? What is it? Why are you looking at me? (gasps) (laughs) Guys, he just showed me a picture of the couch. (laughs) The couch is here. Should I start singing Alanis is the couch right now? (laughs) This is like, I literally gasped. Like that was... (laughs) I can't Should believe it. Should we show the people? Here. It'll be blurry. Well, okay. I will put up, I'll put up in the video on YouTube. I'll put up a screenshot of the couch. Okay. I cannot believe it's here. The couch is here. Tell guys. everyone. I, we need every, we need every detail. Guys, the couch is here. Wild. <laughs> That's all I have to say. No. Um, so yeah, no, I got um, like a call on uh, Thursday morning. Oh this is like winning the lottery. Just saying the couch is in town. It's at the storage facility. Uh, schedule a, a time or a date when you can pick it up or whatever. Um, I canceled my chiropractor appointment for Saturday <laughs> um, because I was like, the couch is coming. Um, it has to come on Saturday. Um, and so th- they, they said they were going to arrive like between 11 and one and they arrived at like 1045. They were on it. And I was like, good. Wow. Thank you for arriving 15 minutes early because I've been waiting almost six months for this couch. So they came in. 
And I, they, it emerged from the box. The two lovely gentlemen mm. who put it all together for me. I, it was just such a wonderful moment. Uh, I tipped them well. I gave them both uh, glasses of water to drink. So I was nice. Like, I was like, refresh yourselves, fellas. So hospitable. Because you are doing such wonderful things for me. I and had the, to ask for water when I went to your place last, just so we're all clear. Oh, well. well <laughs> hey, so I clear. had to ask for water when I came here to record the podcast. Hey. Two, however many weeks ago. Well, you got it, didn't you? Well, and you've also never put together a couch for me. But, <laughs> but I mean, put together, they literally just like put the legs on it and left. Mm. Um, but it is such a beautiful shade of teal. <laughs> it goes so well with the decor. I look at it and I'm just like, God damn wow. it. Uh, what a visionary I am. Uh, call me the next Beyonce with homecoming, ladies wow. and gentlemen. Wow, let's not. I, <laughs> let's not I, the, I was just like, yes, I think. I decorated the whole apartment to around this couch yes. that was not there in front of me. It was the centerpiece. And I made it work. God damn it. Ladies and gentlemen. Shit. And I look at the couch. I told you that my friend, when he was hanging up all of my stuff on the walls, he was like, oh, this looks like Barbie's dream house or whatever. Mm. And it... It doesn't look like Barbie's dream house, but I will say with the couch in there, I'm like, you know what? There are a lot of pastels. <laughs> it is a pa- it is the pastel capital of the world in my living room, guys. How does but it you know feel? What? Does it, it feel feels- good when you... Oh, it, it's it? it's really firm. Oh. Uh, so like, I can't wait to take a nap on it because I love a firm mattress. Mm, okay. uh, I, but I, I'm afraid to take a nap on it because like, I don't want to drool on it. No. It's my couch. I waited forever for this. You, we've all waited forever for this. People wait lifetimes for moments like yes, this. Yes, the chair, the um, the accent chair has not arrived. Right. I did send a very um, assertive email today being like, hi, the you said that the... Uh, accent chair would be delivered to my apartment on or around March 15th. It is now March 20th. Didn't you send another aggressive email to them about the chair last time? I wouldn't say aggressive. I would say assertive. Assertive, excuse me. Yes. But this was your second assertive email about the chair. This was like my seventh assertive email at this point. (laughs) But this was the second one that was about the chair specifically. This one ended with a thank you period. Ooh. (laughs) Any response? Yes, I got a response right away just being like, hi, uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to check on this right away. So thank you. Um, But yeah, so the chair is coming and that one's going to be delivered right to my apartment. So as opposed to the couch, which had to be delivered to a whatever to then be delivered to whatever, you know, I Um, can't believe this. This is. I'm so glad that you didn't tell me before we did this. I, I know. Am, I was so afraid you were, or you were the Twitch people were going to ask me ask about this about damn the couch. couch. We, yeah, someone says we must get the couch an Oscar invite. I completely agree. Yes, <laughs> gotta get Rachel Ziegler may not be there, but the couch fucking will. Rachel Ziegler, if you are not invited to the Oscars, there's a spot on my couch we can watch <laughs> together because, like, Wild. I feel like the first party with the couch should have a celebrity. <laughs> I, I'm not a big enough celebrity for you. I feel like if we're <laughs> in the room together, we should be charging a fee. <laughs> this is fucking. It's kind of true, especially because we hate each other. Secretly. I mean, that's the thing. We're they're feuding all the time. Yes, exactly. But we're like, mm, we're only gonna be together if we get paid. Yes, um, this is all monetary. Yeah, no. And when you came over on Thursday to record the video that we uploaded this week, yes. you were just like, oh, any news on the couch? And I was like, no, no, not yet. And I'm like, oh, I'm such a good actor. Oh, <laughs> you were lying. I was lying, <laughs> bitch. I was I wasn't lying, I was acting. Potato potato. <laughs> <laughs> I was putting my BFA to you star. Wow. Yes. I, I really implored. So I mean, I guess you did right, because I am blown away. Mm. I mean, mm. I feel like I, mine is barely I should have gone first. <laughs> yes, I know. We're ending the, the podcast ends now. This is, no, this is the, my, the big exclamation point. My giving you moments is good as well. Guys, I feel like you're probably hearing this everywhere you go, but it's not a joke. Turning red is so fucking good. It looks so cute. It that trailer for it is so cute. Adorable. It is 
like heartwarming. It has such an incredible message. The fact that one of the first times I heard of this movie was because some critic, some asshole white man critic was like, you know, I like Pixar films that are like really universal. And this was like, I guess, specific for like an Asian girl in Canada at this certain time of her life. But, you know, I just couldn't relate. Two stars. And it's like, excuse me? <laughs> Have you no empathy? Have you no heart? Like, and I, it also reminded me of that, uh, I don't, the interview with the creator of the uh, Netflix Babysitter's Club who's like, I feel like there's so little content made for girls that are in their tween age. It's like they mm-hmm. want them to go from like Doc McStuffins to Euphoria mm-hmm. and the Babysitter's Club fit right in there and I feel like no one pays attention to it. We make a million Spider-Man movies, things that the boys are obsessed with at this age, which is fine, but there's no content for girls or if there is, at that age, it's not taken seriously. Turning Red is so incredibly brilliant. It is so unique. It is so beautifully animated. I don't want to give away too much about the story, but obviously like she turned into a big red panda. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's not like, giving away anything. I, that's not, it's in the trailer, but it's but it's still based in so much heart and so much realism and it's all about like her relationship with her mother and like again much like in Kanto like family trauma <laughs> and like how her ancestors had to keep this part of themselves in and she is dealing with it in a different way that is just different from her mother and like different from what her mother imagined of her but maybe that's okay it's oh, that's just a, I'm like on the verge of tears I, again, <laughs> I, again, I feel like I forget that you're the way the you described that was so beautiful oh my gosh oh in Four Town unbelievable there's a obviously this centered around a boy band is like the big moment it's like a boy band called four town even though there are five of them which is great and um all the songs were written by phineas and billy eilish which i thought was fun oh i didn't know that unbelievable and then the main singer of the boy band is jordan fisher oh so i mean this really isn't about four town the, the, the movie <laughs> but that's just so many things about the film that i could recommend i feel like just the relationship between this 13-year-old girl and her mother and how it grows from being I want to be the perfect little girl to I am going to become my own person even if that means there's going to be some separation because you're becoming your own person. Mm -hmm. It's just a perfect movie that everyone should see and I feel like there's so many I've seen so many like hand-wringing tweets and things being like, oh, periods. Yeah, (laughs) I had to explain what a period was to my little boy. It's like you hadn't told them? <laughs> yeah, like, don't, don't they... Like, yeah. this is a natural part of life. And it's like, people think anything that is not, like, straight men growing up and, and is like, oh, this is sexual, or this is, like, too adult. It's like, no, it's just something that happens to people that aren't you. It happens like, to literally half of half the population. Half of the population. Actually, more than half of the population. <laughs> so why are you so upset? The thing is, it's like, this like period moment it's like it's just an, there's an allusion to it obviously it's a big metaphor probably for you know the change yeah and maturing but there's only like periods or like pads mentioned in a fleeting moment it is in no way like hard to understand or like invites so many questions it's like i i just can't say enough good things about this movie i shouldn't be focused on the haters because they're wrong <laughs> the movie is brilliant it is I one of my favorite movies I've seen in the past year. I'm so mad it just came out. I want it to win the best picture on Sunday. Oh <laughs> like, damn! It like is br- like my favorite Pixar movie since Wally. Well, damn! Like I love it. What? What? I'm trying to think like what other like Pixar like uh, I think the other big Pixar movie of next year is Lightyear, the Buzz Lightyear okay, movie, which um, they uh j- j- they had edited out a same sex kiss from that movie and are re editing it back in because of Disney's don't say gay bill support snafu. <laughs> 
so cool. there's going to be more, uh, you know, gay stuff on the horizon, which, you know, okay. it's all I want. I also, of course, read that Babysitter's Club, art, the showrunner Babysitter's Club art article and it everything. It was brilliant. And I mean, there's a reason why, like, the Babysitter's Club, those books are still so popular. Right. Like, my brother is a school librarian, and he's right. like, all the kids, like, like the girls, they love reading the Babysitter's Club mm. still. And it's just like, because, like, it's so hard to find stuff for, like, girls like that right. age that are just about normal right. girls doing a thing and <sighs> you know it's it's really and, and it's wonderful that this movie seems to be doing so well so yes. people seem to be talking about yes. it and, and it looked really fun like the it's, trailer was really fun I would love to see it so, so much fun beautifully animated the music is great it just has so much heart I just can't recommend it enough I love 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 that film. I will see it yes on my couch oh my god I saw a movie before you did yeah, I, you, am you, I? you only see animated movies before <laughs> I do. <laughs> like it's always animated movies that you see. I mean, for some reason, and it was it wasn't even Jackson. You know, he loves an animated movie, but I was like, I keep hearing about Turning Red. I really want to see Turning Red. Can we watch Turning Red? <laughs> it's like, we watched it, and I was like, I'm glad this is as good as I dreamt it would be. I know, and right now Love Jackson that. is currently watching The Power of the Dog in the other room. Yes, in the headphones. Night, and Matt Palmer's just like, ah, oh, I don't need to see it. It's I fine. Don't <laughs> like what you know? I mean, I just am not. I'm not a Western person. You know, I hope Benedict and... Well, neither am I, but I did love it. That's great. I and, you know, uh, I I wanted to be on Team Jane, but then she hates Serena, Serena and Venus, so... <laughs> she does not hate <laughs> So Serena fuck her, too. <laughs> she does not hate Serena and Venus. Get out of here. Um, well, I guess that's it from me, from us. Is there anything else we need to tell the people before no, we say goodbye? I just want to... I love you all, but I just want to go home oh. and sit on my couch. Are you going to cry tonight? <laughs> yes, I will. I'm so tired. I'm exhausted, and I just have such a busy week ahead of me. Well, I hope... We'll sleep really well. I will, maybe. Yes. We'll if you see. need... If tomorrow wall sleeps Z, I got some back. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, have to, I have to wake up at like 4.45 in the morning. You I'm not going to... do it. I'm not going to... No. If I take a wall sleep Z, <laughs> I'm going to be out, and I'm going to sleep through, you know, the job that I have to go to. That's true. You got to do your job. Yes. got to do the job. So... Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed us, and we'll be back next week right after the Oscars with a brand new Two Gay Mats. Bye. Bye.